Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and joining me on this episode is Bonnie Tinder. Bonnie was named a top 100 HR tech influencer in 2022 by HR Executive Magazine. And for over 25 years, she has worked with top software companies leading implementation, marketing, and sales initiatives. In 2018, she founded Raven Intelligence, a peer review site for enterprise software consulting designed to help customers make a well-informed choice in an implementation partner. Hey, Bonnie, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Bill. I'm glad to be here. Excited about our discussion today. Me too, me too. Why don't we start, though, by uh, just taking a couple of minutes and getting to know you a bit more. And also, of course, you can give us a brief overview of Raven, although we will be getting into the details later. So let's start there. Let's have a bit of an introduction. Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, as you mentioned, I uh, have been in this wonderful HR technology industry for my entire career. I actually started in the world of implementation, um, helping customers, um, you know, start up with a new HR and payroll software. Um, so I've moved from that role into sales and marketing initiatives. And um, about four years ago, started my business, which is Raven Intelligence, which really seeks to help customers um, have a better experience during implementation. And, you know, one of the things that I really can empathize with because I've lived the world of implementation before is that customers really uh, struggle through a lot of pain during a software switch. And I wanted to give HR uh, professionals or enterprise software professionals in general, really a better um, you know, improve their odds for success and improve the experience of implementation. And that's why I started Raven Intelligence. Um, by doing so, I get to talk to HR professionals and software professionals every day. We get reviews about implementation. Some are great implementations. Some um, are not so good. So it really is um, you know this exciting world to me to to understand what makes projects tick, what makes them good. Um, from a personal perspective, I live here in Chicago with my family, and um, and it, you know one of my hobbies is uh, actually figure skating. So that's a little bit about me from a personal perspective. The days of matching web keyword searches with resumes and job descriptions is over. It's all about cultural fit. Workzinga empowers job seekers looking for jobs and employers looking for new hires to have thoughtful and insightful conversations, making the recruiting process more successful for both sides. Learn more at workzinga.com. Okay, I've just got to ask you now, how did you get into figure skating? Uh, what, what, kind, what sort of age were you when you get, got into it? Have you competed? Why is it such a passion of yours? Because that's a fairly niche sport. Tell us all about that. Very much so. So I grew up um, skating on my own. I Any chance I could get, I was at the skating rink. 
in case you don't know this, um, the reason that it's a niche sport is because it's very, very expensive. So when I grew up, I didn't really have any formal training or anything like that. But I, it's always been this passion of mine to really get better at the sport. So when I turned 40, my birthday gift to myself was to hire a coach that I could work with and um, really get proficient at skating. So now, um, <laughs> 10 years later, I'm actually on a synchronized skating team um, and we have some competitions coming up actually in, uh, in November. So um, yeah, I absolutely love the sport, love watching it and love uh, skating with a group as well. Amazing. I love that. Now then, a little while ago, you said that uh, the implementation can be very painful and you've experienced that and uh, you've, you've seen others go through that. So why is that the case? Yeah, that's the question, really. Why? Why, why is HOL software implementation so painful, Bonnie? And why do implementations fail or perhaps fail to deliver results almost, I believe, 50% of the time? Yeah. Well, you know, I think in general, change is hard. And preparing for a big change like a technology project is no small undertaking. So I think, you know, it really, number one, comes down to, you know, customers are not necessarily prepared for change or not prepared for the magnitude of the change that a software implementation involves. It's not just turning on one software in lieu of another, it really is in order for an implementation to be successful, it requires that you look um, at process as well. And so changing that, changing that without, throughout an entire organization um, is difficult. I think the other aspect to um, you know, failure rate is that project teams um, a lot of times aren't given the right resources and time and money to really deliver a good project. Um, many times they're pressed for time. Many times the team has competing priorities. They have, you know, other, they, they have their day job as well as doing an implementation. And so it's really tough during that period of, you know, six, 12, 18 months to, you know, dedicate time to an implementation at the same time that they have to do everything else. And, you know, I think that the third thing um, and what we look at very specifically is that if you don't have a good partner walking alongside you during that journey um, and you don't really choose that partner for a good, you know, fit, um, that also, you know, can be a real source of pain as well. So you really need uh, a partner who's seasoned, know what they're, knows what they're doing and works well with your team to um you know help guide you along the way and, and that's where you know where where a lot of our data exists is knowing the partners who who do just that, just that we'll be right back after this message from today's sponsoring partner appcast is a global provider of recruitment advertising technology and enterprise managed services for talent acquisition the company is a pioneer of programmatic job advertising which uses clever algorithms to help employers increase engagement with qualified candidates by showing people the right job ads at the right time in the right places learn more and request a demo at appcast.io appcast Job advertising made simple. Let's talk about degrees of pain, Bonnie. Surely, uh, surely it's a little less painful now, isn't it? When it when it comes to um, choosing and implementing new software, new HR software such as payroll. 
uh, within an organization compared to five years ago because the technology is that much better. Um, so therefore, you know, the integration is better. The process is a bit, is a bit more seamless. Is that not the case? Is if, 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 if things are painful now, how bad was it five years ago, Bonnie? <laughs> well, I think in, we have better tools that can, you know, help you convert data faster. Um, but those tools still don't ensure that that data is clean. And, you know, that's one of the, the big, um, you know, time and attention um, hounds during an implementation is making sure that you're bringing the right data and good data into your system. Because all the great technology in the world is not going to matter if you bring a whole bunch of bad data into it. You know, definitely garbage in, garbage out, as they say. Um, so, you know, the the tools themselves have made certain processes a lot easier than they have been in the past. Um, but the other aspects to an implementation such as, you know, how do we rethink a process around this? Or how do we make sure that our employees are, you know, communicated to effectively to um, help them understand that there's changes coming? Um, all of that is the same. Um, you know, technology doesn't necessarily change that part of the equation. Um, you know, and, and definitely technology doesn't change the people part of the equation, which is important for any project. If you don't have a good project team in place, um, again, you can have uh, you know technology that is like Star Wars, and it still doesn't matter. You need a good project team with good people dynamics to make a technology project go. Okay, thank you very much. So you have lots of conversations with lots of HR leaders and HR professionals, of course. Uh, what what are some of those? regrets that you hear time and again or or things that HR professionals wish wish that they knew before an implementation began? Well, you know, one of the most important questions that we ask in our review um, from customers is what were the quote unquote lessons learned? What would you tell another person about to go through this type of project um, that you that you'd want them to know before they started? I would say number one is make sure that you plan for enough change management in the process. Change management is so critical, and yet it's the area that sort of gets shortchanged during the proposal process, you know, if any corners are cut. And I think everybody, you know, universally has said, hey, I make sure that I have more change management than I planned for in the process. So that was that would be number one. Number two goes to back to the data. I wish my data was cleaned up ahead of time, or I wish I didn't bring so much erroneous history um, from my old system into the new system because you know it turns out we don't need it. And um, so you know that's a real pain point is I wish my data was cleaned up ahead of time. I would say number three is. I wish I did more due diligence in vetting our consulting partner. And, um, you know, so many customers that I talk to, you know, go with the first consulting partner that their software vendor recommends. Um, and that process doesn't give the customer a real, um, you know, look at, you know, does this particular vendor match my company? the scope of work that I have, et cetera. Many times the software will, you know, bring in 
the consulting firm that, you know, buys them dinner or um, has brought them some leads in the past. And that's not the best way to choose a consulting partner. The best way for a customer to really um, you know, make sure that their consulting partner is the right fit is to go through a selection process where they're inviting in um, you know, three to five, um, sometimes even more than that, partners into the process so that they're getting a real feel for you know, what does the team look like that's going to, uh, you know, be managing our project? And, um, you know, who are the, the consultants that they're going to um, put on my my project? And, you know, do they have experience with a customer like me in my industry, in the type of, uh, you know, project I'm about to go through? Um, so really this idea of, you know, spending some time and due diligence and vetting their consulting partner um, is is also a regret as well versus just going with the first guy that that your vendor pulled in. Absolutely, I, I agree with you, and I want to I want to maybe um, pursue that line of uh, conversation a little bit more with you because um, you, you you mentioned that you, you work specifically, I think, with uh, the bigger brands who help uh, enterprise size clients. So you work with uh, SAP, Success Factors, Workday, Oracle, HCM, Cornerstone, ServiceNow ultimate software mm-hmm. um are, are, do you exclusively recommend those technologies or uh do you also recommend other technologies at the at the larger level organization and and also what about um uh, do you do you ever do any work with uh, medium to small size organizations as, as well bonnie and if so are there are there different tech products different softwares out there that generally you recommend for, for their needs well, the reason that we look at the enterprise size projects that that you mentioned earlier is that all of those vendors utilize a partner ecosystem to actually implement those projects. So it's very rare that you would have success factors or Workday or Oracle implementing their own software. Typically, they will go 90% of the time and... Um, to a partner ecosystem that actually does the implementations for them or, you know, along with them. And that's why, because, you know, customers have a choice in that. um, And that's why, you know, we want to help guide them. And so we look at the work done by partners. There's definitely good mid-sized, you know, HR software out there. Um, you know, Serenity and Dayforce and Bamboo and ADP in, in a lot of cases. Those, though, have implementations which are done by the software vendor themselves. And so in those cases, the customer doesn't need to select a third party uh, to do the implementation of that software. And that's why on our site, we look so specifically at the, the enterprise software that utilizes a partner ecosystem, such as those that you mentioned. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, as we already come towards the end of this interview, I've only got a couple more questions for you. Uh, next one kind of as a recap of some of the things that we've spoken about so far and anything else you'd like to add to that. And the question is as follows, Bonnie, uh, what makes for a, an implementation uh, success? You know, what, what are those key factors that makes an implementation successful? You know, I think there's a a lot of um, 
you know, activities that make an implementation successful. But I would say the big three, number one, um, you need to have clear outcomes as to what your after picture is going to look like. If, you know, all you're looking to do is get a piece of software live, and that's sort of the main goal, uh, and you can't measure what are the business impacts of my project, um, you know, that makes the whole process um, very unclear as to did you achieve results. So I think from the outset, you need to have clear outcomes and measurable goals from, you know, what is the what is this this project or software going to yield in you know at the end of this particular project? So clear outcomes, number one. Number two, uh, you need a solid project team and plan. You need a solid project team internally, and you need a solid uh, pl- uh, project team externally. So who's the partner you're going to work with? Um, you know, or in some cases, if you if you're not working with a partner you know, the, the project team at the, the software vendor themselves, you need to make sure everybody is on the same page in terms of the project team itself, that they are all given the bandwidth to do what they need to do, and that your timeline matches that as well. Because, you know, if there's going to be, um, you know, certain project team members that don't, you know, um, aren't able to deliver on the tasks that they are assigned, your project's going to be late. And, you know, there's all sorts of downstream effects and things like that. So long story short, the plan and the team needs to be solid. And number three, there needs to be a receptivity to transform process. And this is a a really important point in here. You know, so much of the time when people are focused on an implementation, it is around this idea we need to get a piece of software functional um, because we're paying license fees on it. Um, and, and that's a very, you know, sort of short-sighted sort of, um, you know, implementation outcome. If all you're looking to do is move from one piece of software to a new one with, you know, a whole bunch more bells and whistles, you're not going to really fundamentally change the way that you're able to deliver um, you know, an HR uh, system or an HR experience to your customers or to your uh, stakeholders internally. And so I think, you know, there needs to be a receptivity from the top down. So from an executive sponsor all the way down to, you know, the end level employee who's going to touch the system that, um, you know, it's more than just this is a new piece of software. There needs to be a receptivity to actually change uh, process as well. To, to update, to modernize, and to really rethink, um, you know, the old way of doing things. Okay, thank you very much. And just finally for today, Bonnie, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's uh, email, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, who knows? And also, of course, how can they learn more about all of the things happening over at Raven? Absolutely. So ravenintel.com is um, the best way um, to to find us. It is a completely free and open site that allows uh, anyone to go in and to read the reviews written by over 2,000 software professionals who have gone through a change. And um, if you are about to go through a change, 
use our site. It is free and it is available for, um, you know, research and learning, um, you know, learn from the experiences of others. That's really what our site is designed to do. So ravenintel.com. Um, you can connect with me directly, Bonnie at ravenintel.com as well. Uh, that's my email. If you are a customer and you've gone through an implementation and be, w- would be willing to spend five minutes writing a review and help with the lessons learned, um, you know, inform your peer and make things better for your peer um, through your experience, we would love to have you write a review. And it's very easy to do so. You can do so right at ravenintel.com. Um, there's a huge button that says write a review or add review. And, um, you know, that that's just such a critical piece of our data is to have recent uh, implementation experiences by customers. And um, so if you have that, please, please let us know and and help your peers out by writing a review as well. Spoken like a true trained marketing pro. There's a huge button. You can't miss it. Just hit it. <laughs> it's orange. <laughs> that just, hey, Bonnie, that, this has been great. I've, I've enjoyed my conversation with you today. It just leaves me to say for today, Bonnie Tinder, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you so much, Bill. So glad to be here and uh, looking forward to uh, the, the balance of the year. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. There are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the HR Gazette website, Apple, Spotify, and all the main platforms. And remember to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media.